Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Welcome to Ready to Thrive. My name is Jacqueline, and this is the third episode in a series I am calling Overcoming Overwhelm. Last week, I shared about how often anticipating the thing we are overwhelmed by can actually be worse than doing the thing itself, and how when we go through whatever it is with God and believe He truly wants good things for us in our lives, it helps us reframe our thought life and focus on what is instead of what if. So this week, I want to talk about some of my favorite tips when I am feeling overwhelmed. It's very simple. The best thing I can do when I am feeling overwhelmed is to do something. Often I feel slightly paralyzed when I'm in a state of overwhelm. And the larger the thing is, the more paralyzed I feel. If I'm planning a birthday party for one of my kids, there's a level of overwhelm to it. But if I'm planning a major fundraising banquet for hundreds of people, the potential for paralyzing overwhelm is that much greater. Also, we can't compare what we feel overwhelmed by to someone else. We all have certain capacities at various times in our lives. I shared in the first episode in this series about when my third daughter was a newborn and my oldest was starting kindergarten, I would be in such an overwhelmed state that the thought of putting all three kids into the van and driving two minutes down the road to the school was simply too much for me. So I just kept her at home all day. Keeping my five-year-old at home for the day was actually less stressful to me than the thought of getting everyone in and out of the van several times to make this drop-off successful. Now, I'm in a place where I think, yeah, no big deal. Hop in the car, kids. Don't make me ask twice. But back then, when my hormones were flowing and sleep was not flowing, I simply couldn't do it. I found myself paralyzed, crying, and more than once praying that some kind soul would simply show up on my door and rescue me. I was a total mess. So fast forward to better sleep, calmer hormones, and kids that can put on their own shoes, it's not as big a deal. But then this was a huge, overwhelming ordeal. So we can't really compare what we find overwhelming with what others find overwhelming. A student in university taking five classes in a semester could experience the same paralyzing thoughts, trying to figure out how to manage all of their projects and papers while learning how to live on their own for the first time as well. But while I said in the last episode, a bit of anxiety is normal, how do we not allow ourselves to dive into that pit of overwhelm that paralyzes us? So my first tip for this week, like I already said, is to do something, but we have to be strategic about it. For me, I am often overwhelmed by the state of my house. Having three young kids, it can become a disaster zone in an impressively short amount of time. I can look around at piles of laundry, Lego, toys, and discarded clothing items on every possible surface. Dishes pile up, the pantry is a bomb, the fridge is disorganized. Everywhere I look can be a source of visual clutter. 
And even though I'm not a naturally super organized person, having kids has made me crave clean lines and clutter-free spaces. This type of scenario is a prime setup for me to feel overwhelmed. There is literally too much for me to do. And by the time I get one thing done, one of my sweet little cherubs will have created a mess somewhere else. So what is the point of even trying? And all the mothers said, amen. So when I'm faced with that moment, and I am often faced with that moment, I have to pick the thing that is a win for me. I need to build momentum. I need a simple victory that will help me feel like there is hope and enable me to keep going. I could start with the dishes. That's not too difficult. But here's the thing. The dishes will just keep coming. If I do the dishes, I might be discouraged because 20 minutes later, there will be another pile. And that doesn't feel very victorious. So is there something else I could do that would give me a sense of momentum and tick off a box in my heart that is tempted to go down a water slide of discouragement? I have this space above my fireplace. And because our home is quite small, it can become a dumping ground. If I can clear that space... And I'm not even talking deal with all the stuff. I might even just dump it onto the kitchen island for a minute. But if I can clear that space, then I have one clean surface. I have a victory. I have a visual representation of hope. And I need that little burst of hope and momentum to help keep me going forward. And maybe you have a to-do list that seems overwhelming and endless. Is there a phone call you could make? that appointment you've been putting off booking, you don't even need to go to that appointment tomorrow. You can make it for two weeks from today. But if you can make the appointment, you'll feel a sense of relief and progress. And it will help build that momentum you need to keep going. And it's not all about ticking boxes, getting the house completely clean, because let's be real here. But it is about not sitting down in a puddle of overwhelm where we feel like we are done in by life and can't go on. I mentioned earlier that a few years ago, I was so overwhelmed by dropping off my daughter at school that she sometimes didn't go. And while I'm not so overwhelmed by this prospect now, it doesn't mean that I still don't have times that same experience tries to get me down. And I want to share my second tip for today. Ask for help. It may just be me, but I hate putting people out. I hate to inconvenience them. I was always that person at the restaurant who didn't want to bother the server if there was something wrong with my meal. At some point, a friend pointed out to me, though, you know, you're paying for that meal. You might as well enjoy it. So I'm not talking about taking advantage of people. But today, when I feel like I just don't know if I'm up for waking up my toddler to schlep her out the door for school pickup, I might call a friend and ask for help. And here's what I found. People are actually happy to help, and they will say no if they can't. Often when someone asks me for help, I actually feel honored that they asked, and it makes me feel good about myself. Helping someone else makes you feel useful. It gets all those good endorphins flowing. Okay, I don't know if that's actually true, but it sounded good to say. Either way, the feel-good juices are flowing. So if you find yourself in a state of overwhelm, and there is some way in which someone could help you, don't be afraid to ask, what is the worst that could happen? They say no? 
That is, that is generally the worst that can happen. I can't be held responsible for other freak things that would happen. But no, no is generally the worst that can happen. Okay, my last tip of the day is to really take a good look at where your time is actually going. I recently had an experience where I was feeling overwhelmed by all that loomed in my schedule for the week. I didn't know how I was going to fit it in. Then somehow I was looking at how much time I had spent on my phone the previous week. It was embarrassingly high. And I realized that I definitely had enough time to do all that was required of me. I simply didn't have the time to zone out on social media or other apps as I had the week before. There are a few ways to check out how much time you spend on various apps. And I find having a solid look at where my time is actually going helps me direct how I want to spend it and gives me much more discipline. Every time I've thought about being overwhelmed by all that I had to do, I reminded myself, oh yeah, you have the time. You just need to use it well. And as I close for today, I want to leave you with one um, of the theme verses for this podcast. And I'm going to read it from the message version. It's Romans 12, 1 to 2. And it says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. In the New International Version, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I truly believe God wants to renew our mind in every area of our lives. When it comes to finances, family, being a neighbor, and even overwhelm, how we spend our time and the decisions we make. This week's challenge is to spend some time with God and ask him what area of your mind he would like to renew. Romans 12, 1-2 has so many great translations. Check out a few translations on your Bible app and write down your favorite. The more you are engaged with the word, the more it will sink in deep in your heart and begin to transform you from the inside out. Renewing your mind is key to a thriving life. Thanks for joining me today. If you'd like to connect more, you can find me hanging out on Instagram at Jacqueline.Widener. This has been an Extend Network production.